Hey friends, what's going on? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf Lamed Hey, Daf 35 of Masechta Yoma. Daf Lamed Hey is a pretty gewaldige daf. Um, the first part, we really just kind of discussed the uh, Mishnah about the Kohen Gadol moving on to start to do the Avoda of Yom Kippur. And then we get up to some interesting Agadita. I suspect that many of the Chevra have heard these uh, Gemaras in the past. And maybe you're wondering, I wonder where that Gemara is. Sandaf Lamed of Mesech Yoma. So um, let us get started here. We're going to start Mamash at the top of Daf Lamed Hei. Amur Aleph says the Gemara, My Paive, Amur Yosef, Paive Amagusha. Very, very interesting. So we said in the Mishnah that the Kohen Gadol, before he begins the Avodah of Yom Kippur, he goes to the Beis HaParve, and over there he goes to the Mikvah, and then he changes his clothing, all that. The question is, what's his Beis HaParve? What, what, what's Parve? We keep on talking about the Beis HaParve. What does Parve mean? I guess I get that, you know, the water, I guess there's water there, or whatever. What's Parve? So the Gemara says, I'm with Yosef Paiva Magusha. Interesting. So Yosef says there's a certain wizard, sorcerer, epis, uh, a magician. His name was Paiva. And he doesn't really say much more than that. Oh, he built it. A certain magician built it. His name was Paiva. So we call it the Paiva office. Let's go weiter. Paris sudden shall boots. They then spread out a sheet of kain as a divider between the kain gadol and the people. And he got changed. Maishna shall boots. How come it has to be kain? Omer of kaine. Kedeshiyaku shavodah sayom. Bevigdei boots. Says of kahana. So that. So that. Um, he, he will recognize that. Well the avoda of the day. Is about kain. So we will even want that the sheet. Should be kain as well. Alright. Wait. I'm saying kain. Uh, I'm pretty sure I mean uh, linen. Yeah. I mean linen. Let's go weiter. Okay, so the Mishnah had said that in the morning, the Kohen Gadol, according to Mary, he wears uh, these, gar- well, actually this is according to the Chachamim, that he wears gar- these linen garments that are Shmona Asr, right there, uh, 18 mana, so 1800 zoos is their value, and in the afternoon it is 1200, okay, according to Reb- uh, mayor in the morning it was 1200 in the afternoon it was 800 zoos value okay um, what's the deal with the total right meaning in the Mishnah we had said that according to the Chachamim in the afternoon he wears these linen garments that no in the morning linen garments that are 1800 mana and in the afternoon no 1800 zoos and in the afternoon it is 1,200 Zuz. And then the Mishnah says it's a total of um, 30,000 Zuz, i.e. Um, 330. Mon- Where am I coming up with these numbers? One second. 18, I don't know what I've been saying, but in, in the morning it was 18 mana, according to Chum. The afternoon it was 12 mana for a total of 30 mana. Okay. Great. 18 mana, which is 1800 zoos, and 12 mana, which is 1200 zoos. 
and then but 18 and 12 is 30 and i guess if you want to zuz it so then i guess 3000 zuz so 30 mana 3000 zuz so the base basically the mishnah adds up for us 18 and 12 is 30 so the kumar is asking why does the mishnah need to add 18 and 12 for us we can just do it ourselves if we wanted to so what the the, the mission is just doing addition for us how, how come we need the total of 30 and it's teaching us that you shouldn't do less than 30 meaning you want to hit you want to have clothing that are valued at a total of 30 but if, if one part is less now the point is that the important thing is that we need a total of 30. Meaning we're saying that in the morning it's 18 mana and in the afternoon it's 12 mana. Okay, if in the if in the morning it was 17 mana and in the afternoon it was 13 mana, that's also fine. As long as it adds up to at least 30. But everyone seems to be agreeing, both the Tanaka, both the mayor and the Chachamim seem to be agreeing that the clothing worn in the morning is more expensive than the clothing in the afternoon, right? According to Reb Meir, it is um, 12 mana in the morning and 800 zuz in the afternoon. According to Chum, it's 18 mana in the morning and 12 in, mana in the afternoon. So both Reb Meir and Chum agree that the morning garments are more valuable, more expensive than the afternoon garments. Minalan, where do we know this from? of Eloi. Amrka bad 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 bad, move chorbe bad. So it says Rufuna Bredo Abilai that the pasuk says bad four times when it comes to the avoda in the morning. So therefore, we want a very expensive, very fine linen, and therefore um, that's why the morning avoda gets the more expensive garments. Meisve, we have a kash of love should be God machem v'loikadshu esam b'vigdeim. It says in the Pasuk in Yechezkel that the Kohanim, and this is a reference, we're understanding this to be referring to Yom Kippur, and it's saying that the Kohanim, they would go and wear other clothing. They wouldn't bless the, they wouldn't bless the people in their, um, in their clothes, fine. Seder, this, I think, the Mtsudas David said this was talking about something else. But what we want to say over here is, that when we're saying that we understand this to mean that they would put on other clothing to do the uh, avoda of the afternoon of the right, right well the, the the second avoda of Yom Kippur that they would put on the big day loving for a second time and it says they would wear other clothing and says the Gemara my love we want to assume that it means that they would put on other clothing the second time they went into the Kodesh Kodashim, that was more expensive than the first time around. And for the Gemara law, Achim Chusin man. No, when it says that they would put on other clothing, the second, when they would go into the Kodesh Kodashim for the second time, it means it was less expensive than the first time around. Alright, so the first time around was more expensive, second time around was less expensive. Tani, it was taught in the Braisa, Ravuna by Yehuda, Tani Ravuna by Yehuda, Ravshmu by Yehuda, it was taught by Rav Huna Bar Yehuda, some say it was Rav Shmuel Bar Yehuda, Achar Shekalsa Avodas Tzibor. So after the Kohen Gadol finishes doing the Avodas Tzibor, so i.e. Kilu, when he goes in, you know, after he does the, the Avodah the first time around, when he's 
burning the incense and doing a vodah for the tzibor. If you have a Kohen Gadol whose mother made for him uh, a special garments, so for the Avodas Yachid, i.e. when he goes in the second time to the Kodesh Kodashim to just collect the um, the Kafu Machta that he left there after burning the Ketoros initially. So this isn't really like an Avodas Tzibor, he just has to go in and take out Remove what he what he had put there initially because it's not nice to leave them there. So in that case, if he has uh, garments that his mother made him, so he can wear them for that second avoda, which is an avodas yachid. It's not really a special avoda for the entire congregation. As long as he donates the clothing to be public, right? As long as they're not his own private clothing, as long as he makes them the property of the public, so he can wear the garments that his mother made him. Pshita, this is obvious. If he donated them to the public, why should he not be able to use them? Because um, I may have thought that maybe we should suspect that maybe he didn't really give it over to the um, community properly. So maybe he should not be allowed to wear them. Kamash Malan. So we're coming to learn that Itaka is allowed to wear this clothing that his mother made for him when he goes to retrieve the kafu machta from the Kodesh Kodashim, as long as he donates it to the congregation, to the community. They said about Rabbi Shmuel ben Pabi, that his mother made for him a tunic, a ksones, that was worth a hundred mana. Our Mishnah had been talking about 12 mana, maybe 18 mana, a hundred mana. Was the was was the was this um, ksonis? Yachid and Rabbi Shmuel ben Pabi would put on this very special, expensive ksonis, and he would do the avodas yachid. He would go and collect the kafu machta in it on Yom Kippur. Umsar litzibur, and he donated the garment to the congregation. Amrallah, our Rabbi ben Charsom. They said about Rabbi ben Charsom. Now we're about to learn. That Rabbi Lozman Kharsom was mamish exorbitantly wealthy. And they said about Rabbi Lozman Kharsom, that his mother made for him a ksonis from two ten thousand, so from twenty, I guess twenty thousand mana, like really, really expensive stuff. But his fellow Kwanim would not allow him to wear this unbelievably fancy ksonis because it's like uh, the emperor's uh, the emperor's clothing that 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 it was so fine and so expensive that you could see through it and it was as if he was naked so we say wait a second how could it possibly be that you could see through this clothing and it's as though he was naked the threads of the clothing of of the Kohanim were um, six thread. You can, each thread was made up of six threads. They were thick threads. And therefore, how could it be that it was impossible to see through? How, how could it be that it, was, that, that it was possible to see through this clothing and it was as though he was naked? But in order for it to be kosher clothing, it would have to be very thick threads. How could you see through it? Says Abaye, well, it's like 
wine that you could see through a thick glass. Let's say you have a thick glass and you have wine in there. You could see the wine through the thick glass. So you're also, even if the threads were thick, but they were so fine that you were able to see through them nonetheless. Very, very interesting. And now we get up to an extremely well-known Gemara. Extremely well-known Gemara. I, 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 I suspect that that, that, that almost everybody here at Babylon Talmud has sort of this Gemara and you, you may not have known. I don't know if I knew it was here either. Maybe somebody told me. I can't remember. But here it is. Anar Daf. Daf Here we go. You guys ready? Good. Taner Abonan. The Rabbis taught. Oni ladin. That in the future, um, a uh, poor person and a wealthy person and an evil person, they are all going to come in judgment before God. Laani Omrim lo. And they say to the poor person, How come you didn't study Torah? And if he says, And if he tries to make an excuse and say, Well, I'm so poor. All I could think about was my next meal and how I'm going to survive. So they say to this poor fellow, Were you any poorer than Hillel Azakin? They say about that every single day he would go to work so that he can make a tarpaik of money. I don't know how much that is. My stomach's not a lot. With half of this tarpaik, he would pay his tuition at the yeshiva of Shmaya and Avtalion. And with his other half, that's what he would live off of. One time he couldn't even make that 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 meager amount of money that day. And the guard of the Besamejish did not allow Hillel Azakin to enter into the Besamejish. He didn't have money to pay for the tuition, to pay the fees, so he was not allowed in the Besamejish. All of Nisla so he went and he climbed and he sat on the skylight so at least he could listen in and hear the Torah that was being learned by Shmaya and Avtalion in the Beis HaMedrash. They say that that day was an Erev Shabbos, a Friday with Kufas Tevis, so it was Mamish the middle of the winter. And Mamish snowed on Hillel and Hillel did not budge he sat there on the window listening in while the snow piled up on him. When it became daybreak, I guess they were mamish learning all night on Friday night. And then Shabbos morning, it got light out. He says, I don't understand. Every single day, the Beis HaMedrash is always so bright. And today, it's so dark. Maybe it's a cloudy day. They look up and they see, huh? There's a person blocking the skylight. They went up to the roof and they found that piled up on Hillel Zakein was three amas, about five, four and a half, five feet of snow piled up and Hillel Azakein, who did not move while he listened in on the Torah being learned by Shmaya and Avtalion. 
Perku, they took him out, Verichitsu, and they washed him up, Visichu, and they put oil on him, Voshivu, Kenegramadur, and they put him opposite a, a fire. Amru, they said, Roizel Chal Olavas Hashabbos, it's befitting to be Machal Shabbos for Hil Azakin to uh, make sure that uh, he's going to be okay. Wow. I imagine that most people have, have heard that story. World famous. Hil Azakin. Couldn't pay for the yeshiva, so he went up to listen in, and he got frozen in snow. Wow. Asher, if you have a fellow who's wealthy, you didn't study Torah. If he says, look, I was very wealthy, and I was always very business, busy with my business. Were you any wealthier than Rabbalazar? Um, all of Rabbalazar ben Chayisim. I figured it was going to say Rabbalazar ben Azariah, who was also extremely wealthy. But they say about Rabbalazar ben Chayisim, Sheniach lo aviv elef ayaros bayabashu uchnegdon, elef sfinos bayom, that his father, he inherited from his father a thousand cities and a thousand boats. And nonetheless, every single day, no tell, no chalkemach, he would take a, uh, container of sorts of, of, of flour. I don't know, what's a node? Like, uh, it was like a, uh, a, a hide. A hide of flour. Alksefa on his shoulder, malik meir leir, and he would schlep from city to city, mumdina lemdina, or from state to state, lil Torah, to study Torah. Pamachas mitsau avodov. One time his own, Servants found him. Now they didn't know that this fellow schlepping around with a skin of, uh, of, of, of flour was their boss. And they forced him to, to do labor, to do work. That basically, you know, if the servants of the, of the, of the person in charge would find you, they could say, look, you need to do a little bit of work for us. He said to him, look, leave me alone. I, I want to go study Torah. They said to him, He says, no way. Rabbi Lozer ben Chayisom, he's in charge and you have to do some work for him. So now the goes with Siyunim, adds in over here, So he just paid them off and, and he went to go study Torah. And he never went to check out his, his thousand boats and thousand cities. Rather, he would just sit and study Torah all day and all night. Russia, if you have a fellow who's a nudnik, they say to him, How come you didn't study Torah? says, Look, I was a, I was a fancy guy and I was too busy with my Yetzirah. Omlo Klumnoa Yusum Yosef, he says, Are you any more beautiful than Yosef Atzadik? Omu Olava Yosef Atzadik, they said about Yosef, Potifar, every day the wife the wife of Potifar would try to um, seduce him. Begodim She would never wear the same clothing twice. She would always Try anew to tempt Yosef at Tzadik. 
she the more the clothing that she wore in the morning she would not wear in the evening the clothing that she wore in the evening she wouldn't be wearing the next morning always changing it up always trying to entice Yosef Atzadik Amulo Amrlo she said to Yosef Atzadik Hishamali listen to me Amrlo love he says no I ain't listening to you Amrlo she said to him she says look I'm gonna send you to jail Amrlo he said to Hashem Ater Asurim the Ebishter gets people out of jail. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bend you, bend over your stand, your stature. Hashem zokev kufim, the Ebishter straightens those who are bent over. I'm gonna make you blind. Hashem bekechivim, the Ebishter gives sight to the to the blind. Nosna lo elif kikrei kesef l'shmoi eleal l'shlishkav etzla liosima. She gave him a thousand kikars. I don't know. Blocks of of silver, so that she uh, um, 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 he, he would sleep with her. He was not interested to listen to her. To sleep with her in this world, and be with her to the world to come. So we see Sachakol in conclusion that Hillel is mechayev the anim. Yosef Mechayim Sarashayim between Hillel, Rabbi Lozim and Chayasom and Yosef Atzadik, the Anim, the Ashirim and the Nudniks, um, they, 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 you know, they'll, they'll, it'll be hard for them to find an excuse how come they didn't study Torah. Wow, that was famous stuff, right? Oh my goodness gracious, here's the story about Hillel, the famous, famous story about Hillel Atzadik. Anyways, so that was Daf the first part, we discuss what's the base of Parvet, some magician named Parvet. Uh, some random things about the price of the, of the garments. Anyways, then, 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 then we got to, um, then we got to the, to these very interesting agaditas about, you know, if you try to give an excuse for how come we didn't study Torah, so we're gonna, we're gonna bring all sorts of kashas from, you know, were you poorer than Hillel? Were you wealthier than Belazabin, Ben, Kharsom? Were you, more of a nudnik, well, well, were you more beautiful than Yosef Atzadik? You know, and even, even so, he was able to keep up with the whole, whole Dan Izzetzar. Hakoponim, Chevre, I hope you enjoyed. Daf, Lamedev, Mesech, Yoma. Have a great day. Cheers.